morning, today we'll be studying the third chapter of Hilchot Shevitat Yom Tov. And this chapter will deal with the uh, preparing foods and the way one is permitted to prepare foods on Yom Tov. <clears throat> Two quick notes before we begin the chapter that we touched on in Perek Aleph. First, that Chachamim allowed Melachot in regards to the Tzorech Achila or Ochel Nefesh. Uh, only on Yom Tov in contrast to obviously Shabbat and these Melachot are in, for preparing food on Yom Tov are only allowed to be done on Yom Tov if there is no detriment to the result um, if done previously so for example if um, a food was may have been if you could could have prepared a food before Yom Tov and there would have been no detriment to the result if it was done um, on Yom Tov, then it would be allowed. However, if there would be a detriment, then it would be prohibited, sorry. If there would be a detriment to, to the result of the food if prepared prior to Yom Tov, uh, it would be allowed to be made on Yom Tov. Perek Shelishi, Perek Gimal, Halacha Aleph. Anyone who had earth or dust prepared prior to Yom Tov or um, earth that was allowed to be carried, as we talked about in the last halacha of the previous chapter, that if you had a shovel stuck in the ground and you had dry earth that came out with it, um, you may do kisui hadam with that and you can carry that earth so if you had this if you had this type of again this earth that was mukhan or earth that was permitted to be carried you may slaughter a haya uh, an undomesticated animal and a chicken and do kisui hadam for that notice that harambam does not mention a behemah as kisui hadam does not need to be done for a behemah However, if a person did not have um, dust or earth that was um, that you can use on Yom Tov, you may not slaughter. But if a person transgressed and did do shahita, you may not do kisui haddam until the evening. So too, a creature that we are in doubt whether it is considered a haya or a behemah, we do not do shahita, we don't slaughter it on Yom Tov. But if a person did do shahita, one may not cover its blood, do kisui haddam, until the night. Because if a person, um, even if a person has dust or earth that was prepared prior to Yom Tov, a person, a bystander might come later and see that and assume that this creature that you slaughtered is a haya for sure, um, because you would only do kisui hadam on a haya. And if um, you, if the if the bystander saw that you did kisui hadam on Yom Tov, for this creature that's in doubt, the bystander may come and allow 
a person to eat its halib. And the halib is not certain fats of the animal of the behema that are prohibited to eat matora, but halib is allowed um, to be eaten. Halib of a haya is allowed to be eaten. So too, a person who slaughtered a ditch on a haya or an of an undomesticated animal or a chicken prior to Yom Tov, one may not do kisui hadam on Yom Tov because this is an unnecessary tirha um, uh, on Yom Tov because it's something that you could have done prior to Yom Tov. Now notice how Rambam adds the behema here. In contrast to the previous clause, that again, kisui uh, hadam does not need to be done for a behema. Shahat behema hayav of yom tov in ta'arev damam lo yichase oto ad la'arev. If a person did shechita for a behema, a haya, and an of on yom tov, and their blood got mixed together, one may only do kisui hadam uh, only in the evening. Ve'im hayalo afal muchano efer ve'yacholah hasod akol bid kira achad harazei chasehu. However, if he had dust that was prepared. Or ashes, and one may and one can cover the blood in one shoveling motion. One may do so. Halachagima. <coughs> One may, who, a person who is slaughtering a behemoth on Yom Tov, may pluck some wool by hand to clear a place for the knife to do shechita. And this is on the condition that you don't remove the wool, rather, you leave the wool entangled in the rest of the wool on the behemoth's neck. However, um, in regards to a chicken, one may not pluck out the feathers from its neck because that's how it's ordinarily done. And we find that this person is being tolish, plucking out feathers on Yom Tov. And this is in the Megid Mishnah adds that this is something that you could have done prior to Yom Tov and it's unnecessary exertion on your part to pluck out the feathers. A person who um, comes and wants to skin an animal on Yom Tov, a domesticated animal on Yom Tov, may not salt it because this is a bud. This is like tanning or curing it. And you're doing a melacha that has nothing to do with eating. And as we, as I mentioned earlier, Hamim only allowed melachot um, for the purposes of eating on Yom Tov. However, one may place the skin in a place that people walk. So for example, a doorstep. So people would walk or trample on it and the hide won't be... Uh, Lost and you won't have any. You'll basically be be wasted. And Hamim 
only allowed this uh, because of they didn't want a person to reduce their enjoyment or happiness on Yom Tov, and you by do and because you would you would hesitate and and you would be prevented to do shahita if you knew that you wouldn't be able to use the hide. And as we mentioned numerous times back in the day, they would use the every part of the animal, and the skin um, was something uh, that would be used for leather and. If you would, if you knew that you wouldn't be able to use the the skin, you may hesitate to do shahita in the first place, and you won't um, have uh, fresh meat for yom tov. And it is allowed to salt meat to be roasted on top of the hide. And one may be, uh, I guess you could say, subtle, and you can be cunning in this way. Ketzad, how so? So you take some pieces of meat that you were going to, um, you were going to roast, and you can place it all over the hide, and you salt this meat all over. And by doing so, you also happen to um, salt the hide as well in the skin. When is this allowed? This is only allowed in regards to meat that was going to be roasted. That does not require a lot of meat, a lot of salt, rather. However, meat that was going to be boiled or cooked, uh, one may not do this um, of salting it on the hide. So, too, one may not salt um, certain fats that are prohibited and you can may not stir it and you may not stretch it out over pegs in the wind because these halavim are prohibited to be eaten when skinning an animal one may not skin it legwise on yom tov and we'll explain exactly what that means in a moment what do we mean, skin it legwise? When we're referring to this one may, it, it means the following, that you may not remove the skin of the animal from its leg so, so that the entire hide comes out whole. And so the hide doesn't rip. And this was something that was pretty difficult to be done. It was pretty hard to do. Because this results in a person overexerting themselves and exerting themselves unnecessarily on Yom Tov. And it has nothing to do with Yom Tov. Behold, so too one may not make a hole in order to hang the meat. Um, 
and this is only if it's done with a knife, in order for you not to do it as you may do it on a weekday, or ordinarily. One may make a mark on the meat. Uh, what we're talking about here is um, in order for the for the purposes of the heker, so you may recognize the meat uh, for, a, for a case of basar shene'elamin ha'ayin, meat that um, was that disappeared from your view, I guess you could say, um, that is prohibited uh, to be eaten because that meat may have been switched with non-kosher meat, as we'll see in Hilchot Ma'achalot Asurot Het, and Basash Ne'ela Min Ha'ayin, according to Harambam, is prohibited to be eaten. And the way for you to, um, to permit this is if you do a Heker, and if you have the heker on the meat and you happen to, it happened to disappear from view or you happen to leave where the meat was, you may, and then the meat with your siman or with your heker was still there, you can eat the meat. Al-Hazayim. A person may scalp the head and feet um, of an animal in order to remove the hair and burn the hair with a fire. However, you may not smear uh, the scalp or the legs uh, with lime or with dirt that would remove the hair, and you may not uh, cut off the hair with scissors. So too, it is prohibited to um, to, to uh, use scissors that are ordinarily used uh, to remove to uh, cut or trim vegetables. However, one may trim foods that have thorns. So, for example, artichokes, artichokes, or akaviot um, are another type of artichoke that grow in the desert, and you can use scissors to remove these thorns. One may uh, need a large um, piece of dough on Yom Tov. And when we say large, it's large enough that hafrashat hala would be required. And the, the amount for this is mag betzim, behomish betzah, 43 betzim, and a fifth of a betzah, which is a pretty substantial amount of dough. And someone who needs dough prior to Yom Tov may not um, remove the, a pe the piece required for halal on Yom Tov, as it is something that you may you were you could have done um, prior to Yom Tov. However, if dough was needed on Yom Tov, you may remove the dough, the piece for halal, and give it to the kohen on Yom Tov. And if the um, the piece of dough uh, became tameh, or the piece of hala became became tameh, you may not bake it until it burns. And as you as you, the cooking for yom tov is only permitted in order to be eaten, but this hala must be burned, and it obviously won't be eaten. 
ביום טוב. So too, um, it may not be burned on יום טוב, because קדשים that were, became טמא may not be burned on יום טוב. ששריפת קדשים שנטמאו מצוות עשה, because the burning of קדשים that were, um, that became ritually impure is a מצוות עשה, it's a positive prescription, שנאמר, as it says, באש יסרף, that you must burn it in the fire. ועשיית מלאכה שאינה לצורך אכילה וכיוצא בה, מצוות עשה ולא תעשה. However, the doing of a מלאכה that was not for the purposes of eating on יום טוב is both a, uh, is forbidden both by a positive and negative prescription, as we talked about at the opening of these halachot. ואין עשה דוחה את לא תעשה ועשה. And the, cloud, the rule is that a positive prescription may not override a positive and negative prescription. So the positive prescription of burning the Kadashim may not override the positive and negative prescription of not doing melacha that were not, was not for the purposes of eating. So what does a person do with this um, teruma, that this, with this halla? that became ritually impure. You must, may leave it until the evening, and then you can burn it afterwards. However, if the hag that we're talking about uh, was Pesach, that you needed the dough, and became Tameh, and if you leave it, it will rise and become Hametz. Should not um, separate the halal while it is still dough. Rather, you should cook the entire um, piece of dough that was tameh, and after it was cooked, baked, sorry, you should bake the entire isa, the entire piece of dough, and after it was baked, you um, may remove the piece of halal from that bread because the, the rule is in Bikurim, as we'll see, Bikurim Perikvav, that you may. Do hafrashat halla from an already baked um, bread. Halachayod. Now we're going to talk about um, the following two halachot. Are going to speak about uh, certain um, ovens and what you may and may not do um, in regards to yom tov. Enofin befurne hadasha. One may not cook in a new oven. As the oven may break and spoil the bread and prevent a person from enjoyment on Yom Tov. One may not rake an oven or stove on Yom Tov. However, you may tamp down the, the, uh, the coals by hand. However, if it is impossible to bake or to roast on this fire, unless you rake it, it is allowed. It is permitted to seal a, um, an oven in order to maintain its heat with mud or clay that were, are found on the banks of a river. And this is... Only allowed if the mud and clay was softened from before Yom Tov. However, to mix mud on Yom Tov is prohibited. One may knead 
ashes with water in order to seal the opening of an oven. Yod Aleph. A new oven or stove may not be uh, anointed with oil. Back in the day, they would anoint um, stoves and uh, ovens in order to preserve them. And one may not polish them with a rag, and one may not cool them down with cold water in order to harden them. However, if it was done to bake, uh, if all of these things were done to, to bake, it is allowed. One may not make tiles extremely hot so much so that the tiles become white in order to cook, roast or cook on them because this hardens the tiles as well. One may um, one second. One may ignite fire to bake in an oven, and one may heat water in something called an antichi. An antichi was a bronze uh, type of pot that they would have um, coals at the bottom and they would have water on the top. And this would preserve the water for a substantial amount of time. And um, this would be allowed on Yom Tov. And from now until the end of the chapter, we'll be speaking about um, different types of melachot um, that may or may not be done, and they have to do with gibun, um, uh, with making cheese and grinding and crushing and separating um, different items, like borer, as we talked about in Chochabat. One may not make cheese on Yom Tov because he, if it would have been made prior to Yom Tov, there would not have, there would not be a deterioration in taste. About however, one may ground spices as one may ordinarily do. Because if the spices were grounded prior to Yom Tov, the taste would deteriorate. About Melach. However, salt may not be crushed on Yom Tov unless it was unless the grinder was tilted or it was crushed in a plate or something of this sort in order for it to be done with a shinui. Because if salt was crushed prior to Yom Tov, the taste would not um, change. And pepper may not be grinded with a pepper mill. However, they may be grinded with a type of other grinder, um, just like any other spice. And Chachamim allowed uh, salt and pepper to be, um, to be done, to be uh, made with a shinoi, because these were things that were... Um, 
extremely common and necessary back in the day and everyone would just would make these types of spices um, at their home and grind them on Yom Tov. And again, uh, salt and pepper would require a shinui. Boiled wheat uh, may not be grinded in a large grinder. However, it may be grinded in a small grinder because this is considered its shinui. However, in Israel, even in a small grinder would be prohibited because the produce of Israel is a good quality produce. And if the produce would be grinded, if the wheat would be grinded prior to Yom Tov, the taste wouldn't deteriorate. So Hamim required you, if you wanted to have this boiled wheat, to crush it and grind it prior to Yom Tov in Israel. Flour, despite the fact that it may have been sifted prior to Yom Tov and all of the bran was removed, one may not sift it on Yom Tov a second time unless a rock or a small piece of wood fell into it. However, if it was done uh, in a way that what was that isn't ordinarily done on a weekday, it is allowed. So, for example, a shinui uh, for sifting would be if you would use if you would sift up with a sifter upside down, or if you would sift it on top of a table or anything any other shinui of this sort. <coughs> One may rub parched grain or crumble bean pods on Yom Tov, and one may blow to remove the chafe a handful at a time, and, and he can blow as hard as he can, and then he may eat it. Even, um, and he may even blow it with using a plate or a straw basket. However, one may not use a sifter or a sieve, as this is the way it would typically be done on um, on a weekday. And so too, one may uh, separate uh, nuts or legumes on Yom Tov, as they are on a plate or on one's lap, however, not with a sifter or tray or a sieve. When is this uh, allowed? This is only allowed when the edible is, there is more edible substance than non-edible substance. However, if the unedible was more than the edible, one may simply take the edible and leave the unedible on the side. Again, 
However, if it was more of a bother to remove the pisolit, the unedible from the edible, more than it would be to remove the edible from the unedible, despite the fact that the edible is more than the unedible, one may remove the edible and leave the unedible because it is allowed to um, So just to summarize this halakha, uh, the separation of pesolet from ochel is allowed only on two conditions. When the uh, ochel is a small amount and when the Torah of the removing of the pesolet is less than the Torah of removing the ochel. However, in other cases, it is permitted to remove the ochel from the pesolet. Halakha yodzayin, final halakha. En mesaninin et ahardaba masnenet shelo. One may not um, filter mustard with its mustard strainer. Mipanishin yirake borer, because it looks like borer. Aval notinin betza ba masnenet shelo hardaba, one may place an egg in the mustard strainer. Behum mistanen me'elav. And the um, and the mustard would be sifted on its own. If a wine filter was suspended in position, one may pour wine into it on Yom Tov. However, a priori, one may not, should not suspend. Uh, a wine filter. So that one does not do it how he would ordinarily do it on a weekday. However, one may act subtly and suspend the uh, wine filter in order to drain pomegranates. And he may drain pomegranates and then he may drain wine after he does so.